Welcome to Best for Disney. We're Jen and Katie, colleagues that have years of experience both traveling to Disney destinations as well as planning trips for our clients. We invite you to listen in as we take time in each podcast to identify the best of the best. Each conversation will focus on a new and exciting aspect of Disney vacations, and we're not afraid to mention things to avoid as well. We're here focused on helping you find the best value for your money, make the most of your time, and create the best memories for you and your family while at Disney. We're excited to bring a little magic into your day, so let's jump right in. Hey everyone, welcome back to Best for Disney. Katie, I am so excited about our conversation today. I think a lot of people are going to be excited about it. Um, Let's just start first. I know a lot of people have had the opportunity to visit Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios. I know I was just there twice this year, once with my son for a lot of Galaxy's Edge time. Um, And then we got to go there together. What's your favorite part of Galaxy's Edge? Oh, I don't know if I can choose. I was blown away. It was actually so much better than I expected. And I knew a lot about it before I got there. But I have to say that probably my favorite part is Oga's Cantina. Um, I am admittedly not a huge Star Wars fan, so I don't know all the little nitpicky details, right? (laughs) that my husband and my kids do but the the theming of the different drinks and the atmosphere in Ogus Cantina was super fun Uh, we ordered almost everything on the menu so we could try everything and it really was a great experience so and it would be different every time which is a lot of fun too how about you Jen what's your favorite thing in Galaxy's Edge so I, I am a pretty big Star Wars fan. I mean, when Brian and I started dating way back, like in high school, he made me watch all the movies in order. Um, and then we've raised our kids. They've really gotten into it. I say I'm a big fan, but there are so many bits of information that Brian and Blake know that I'm like, what? what? How do you even know this stuff? You know, stuff that like, I, it blows my mind. But even the girls have gotten into it. So it's super fun. But if I really, like I was trying to think of this, what's my favorite part of Galaxy's Edge? And it's kind of a overall, it's not a blanket answer, but it's the fact that everything is so immersive, so well done. It, you literally feel like you are transported to another planet. And one of the things I noticed, maybe I'm crazy, but I felt like when you got into Galaxy's Edge, it was quieter. And I think that's because everybody in there was just in awe and people were literally just taking it all in. People were, everyone was looking around. Everyone was walking a little slower. Everyone was listening to the sounds like, you know, it's busy and it's fun and it's crazy, but certain parts of Disney, you can feel that everybody's in awe. I feel like every time I've been in Galaxy's Edge, everybody's in awe of it because it's just something you want to really soak in. So that overall feeling to me was pretty awesome. I will say as far as rides go, my family, people are going to start throwing a hissy fit. We like Smuggler's Run better than Rise of Resistance. I love Rise of Resistance. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's very unique. But the intensity of Smuggler's Run, trying to beat your score, flying the Millennium Falcon. I mean, Blake wanted to ride that over and over again. And he even skipped our chance to do Rise of the Resistance a second time because all he wanted to do was more of the smugglers run. So there's so much there that you can really take in. Then that overall experience is my number one reason that I love it. So I think with, 
the with smugglers run it, the difference is that you're doing something you're a participant yes. rather than an observer and though you're sort of a participant with uh rise of the resistance it's a little different because you're sort of um being ushered along and told where to go and what to do but there's not anything for you to actually do to control your destiny and yeah. i remember writing um smugglers run with you and your husband brian <laughs> and <laughs> um i i yelled at your husband brian because he was screaming at me to hit the brake and i didn't know how to hit the brake he's just and, like the uh, brake katie the brake <laughs> it was really funny and as we exited the attraction as we left the millennium falcon you might remember one of the cast members said something to me about like you know yes. you should probably hit the brake next time so yes. and we got back right on like we went immediately back on and the same cast member said something or no it was a different cast member yeah yeah reminded me to hit the brake and I was, was like hilarious. how do they know it's crazy it is um, and the first time we wrote it we thought I honestly was like okay it's fun it's adorable but are we really affecting the ride like I'm sure yeah. I felt like I'm pushing buttons but it's not doing anything and then I wrote it again with Blake and I realized, oh no, no, we were in fact affecting the ride. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, one time we stole two of the cargo things we needed and it was just ridiculous and fun. And, you know, so you legitimately, what you do in the Millennium Falcon affects how the ride goes and it makes it so fun. So you're, there is an intensity and you're an intense family. We're an intense family. So getting into that, um, you know, it really, it just brings the adrenaline up. So the immersiveness is what's so fun in that whole land and Speaking of immersiveness, the whole conversation we're going to have today, there has been a ton of talk, a ton of buildup, a ton of anticipation for the new Star Wars hotel. So I today, I know I can't either. And you're not even a Star Wars geek. I love it. I'm not, but I love, I love what this is all about. So. I do too. I do too. And it's something new. Maybe you go to Disney all the time, but this is a whole nother thing. Um, and I know lots of husbands. I know lots of dads. I know lots of moms. Everybody's excited about this. So today our plan is to bring you all the details and information we know at this point. Things can change, but what we've got, we're going to give your way. So Katie, let's just start at the beginning. Tell us just overall kind of what is this experience going to look like? So I did a little research to see where other kind of experiences like this exist, and there just aren't that many. So this is something really unique, and it's really going to appeal to people who are huge Star Wars fans, people who love the storytelling that Disney does. But Disney is always kind of looking to take things to the next level, and adding Lucasfilms to the Disney franchise guests are now going to have the opportunity to really experience Star Wars like never before. So we've been talking about it, but the goal here is to have a truly immersive experience from start to finish. And so really feel like you're part of the story. It's going to be spectacular. Yeah. Well, it's Disney, so it will be spectacular. I mean, they don't do anything without going all out extreme. And this is going to be one of those things where it's just I think it's going to blow our minds. Um, and obviously it's highly anticipated people. You put one little picture up on the, on the, on the internet, on the interwebs, listen to me, you put one little picture up on the internet and people go crazy, just finally getting to see something. So let's, let's dive into the actual experience. And we have to make sure we say that none of this is set in stone. We're not giving you factual information. We can't book it yet. So none of this is a hundred percent certain. All of this is 
what we've been kind of gathering, what we've been told, what we've seen, but obviously until it's open, until it's ready to book, things are not set in stone. And we know a lot of changes can happen from the time that they start the concept to when they actually open it. But we do have some information that was shared at the D23 convention by Disney's chairman of the experience and products. So Katie, this isn't something where you're going to go for like a week or you're going to kind of, you know, pick all these things. This is a little bit more of a set experience, right? Right. And there's been a couple different rumors, but I believe that it's going to be two or three days and two nights. We know it'll be a two night experience. And essentially the story is going to start over. So it's not something that you're going to want to do for one night or do for seven nights. You really will need to be there for the complete experience, which will be this two night, two to three day sort of stay. Um, I would recommend that people come in either beforehand and go to the other Disney parks or stay after their Star Wars hotel stay and go to the other Disney parks because, you know, the expectation is that it's immersive. So people aren't going to run over to Epcot for dinner or head to Animal Kingdom after lunch. This really is going to be, um, you know, centered around the Star Wars universe in the space that's designed for this. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get there and that is what you're going to be doing, whether this is the only part of your trip you do, or like you said, you go to Disney before or after, but once you enter this, you're in, you know, you're in this experience until it's over. So I know I have fans in my house that cannot wait for this to open as much as Blake can't wait. I think the girls are going to really get into it too, but let's start from the very beginning. And we haven't even said the name. So as far as we know, unless it changes, but I don't know that it will change, but it's called Star Wars galactic star cruiser so when you get there you're going to enter a terminal which is you're entering the terminal here on earth and i i think we're going to picture it kind of like a cruise port or something where you're getting ready to go on your voyage and then i we think right we think it's not going to be super exciting in this terminal on earth because your voyage hasn't started yet so when you first enter i don't think you're going to be blown away yet i think there's going to be a moment once you arrive at your destination or you board the thing that that's when you're going to kind of be blown away but i think right now it's just going to kind of be here we go let's get the voyage started right what do you think right and a lot of the the artist renderings that we've seen of the outside of the hotel from where you enter I mean, look kind of like a hotel. It's not, you know, yeah. there's a portico, there's like doors, you know, it's not anything super special. But once you have done your check-in process, you're going to get into a launch pod. And this is where the story, story really starts because it's like a capsule and you're going to have a blast off experience. There's windows, so you'll be able to see this into space. And as you approach your destination, you're going to see the ship that you're getting ready to board get closer and closer and closer. So it'll kind of come into view, um, you know, as you're approaching. And I'm, I'm, I really think that there's going to be some sort of like motion involved here. So you're really feeling the, the experience of oh, yeah. launching into space. And of course, you're not going to come back and, you know, go to other places because it probably takes a little while to get all the way up to space. I don't know. Well, I mean, think? you are going into a galaxy far, far away. So. Far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called the Halcyon and the pictures we've seen really, really make it look like, I mean, what we picture 
from Star Wars, from the whole entire galaxy that is Star Wars. And like you said, I'm sure we're going to feel like we're launching. We're going to see things, you know, even just looking at the pictures of the windows of what you're looking outside to get me excited. I think if you allow yourself to really just soak it in and relax and feel that you're in that environment, I think you're going to think you're in that environment. I guarantee you there's going to be a little four or five-year-old that maybe starts crying as you launch because they literally think they're leaving their puppy all the way back on earth and they're going up into space. I mean, Disney does think about the tower of terror. You feel like you're going to die in an elevator. That's just an elevator. So I know Disney is going to make it feel like you're on a star cruiser and you're heading there and you're launching off into space and it's going to be unbelievable. What about what's going to happen once we get there? Like the activities, the things that are going to go on place on board. What do we know about that? Right. So when you get off of the, your, your launch pod, you're going to enter into the atrium and the details of the atrium are really designed to reinforce the story and make sure that you feel like you're really in the Halcyon Star Cruiser. You might see droids, you might see aliens, you might um, see some holograms. I mean, all these things that we've come to expect from the Star Wars world. Um, but one of the things that I think is going to be the most anticipated is that finally, finally, children and adults are going to be able to participate in lightsaber training. And I know that I've been doing this for a long time as planning vacations for people. And when, um, you know, the, the, the uh, lightsaber training was an option as part of your, you know, the show at Hollywood Studios, I was asked frequently about adult participation and can I do Jedi training too? Um, you know, Disney even had an ad a couple of years ago that had a dad, you know, facing mm -hmm. off against Darth Vader and it maybe, you know, led a lot of people to believe that that was an option. But finally, dads and moms and adults and aunts and uncles and grandparents, it's your turn. It's your turn. So <laughs> get ready, get your lightsaber ready and um, be ready to face off in some training simulation. I, I can already picture Brian and Blake fighting over who's going to be the first with the lightsaber, who's going to get to do what they want. You know, it's going to be, it, I think adults are going to feel like children all over again. I mean, you do all the time at Disney, but even more so if you're a Star Wars fan. So we also know that all the guests are going to get to tour the bridge and learn about the navigation tools and the defense equipment. I'm not certain, but I'm going to guess, Katie, that you probably want to pay attention on this because it may come in handy later during your experience. I know Blake will probably take every bit of information in, whereas I'll be like just looking at it all. And then later when we're given some task, Blake will be like, I know what we're supposed to do. And I'll probably look at him and be like, how do you know that? But he listened and I didn't. I'm going to tell you that's going to happen right now. Um, <laughs> but we also have been told that the engineering room is off limits. But I wonder if sneaky and curious guests might be able to sneak in and check out this crew only space. Do you think maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I think that there's a pretty good chance that um, there, there are some people who are going to want to explore every inch of this ship. I know that for sure. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think you mentioned Blake paying attention. I think that uh, the kids may fare better than adults in a, a number of different areas on this ship because uh, I, think so. you know, I think that if, if there's a trivia contest I know that I'm sunk but uh, we'll see what happens um so I guess you know we got to pay attention to all the details because we know we don't know what's going to happen um I do know that the 
cast members in Galaxy's Edge are super, super committed to their role and their participation in Galaxy's Edge and, um, you know, are, are as authentic as they can be. And I anticipate that the cast members on the Halcyon will be the same way, um, you know, where they don't break character for anything. So um, it'll, again, add to all of the guests' immersive experiences and, yeah. and having conversations with the cast members as well. What can you tell me about the rooms? Have you seen pictures of these rooms? I have. I've seen them. And, you know, okay, I have a lot of clients and friends that are like me, you're a family of five. And the joke is that you shouldn't have three kids because you get screwed come vacation time. Because, you know, five people are harder to find rooms for different places and resorts and things. But I'm super, super excited because these rooms will sleep five. So there's going to be a, I mean, I kind of picture like the cruise ship for those people that have sailed, but you've got your queen bed in there. And then you've got two bunks that are in the wall and the bunks, honestly, I, I might want to sleep in the bunk. Maybe I'll let the kids sleep over with my husband because the bunks look so fun. They remind me of like where Chewy sleeps or they're just super exciting and fun. And once again, you're still completely immersed in the environment. And then there's going to be a pull down bed to make that fifth bed. So you can take a family of five on these, which is huge because otherwise, you know, families like mine would have to consider booking two rooms and that becomes, you know, more exhausting and time and expensive and all that. So, um, I'm hoping that everybody gets excited about the fact that you could put five people in these. And I know my kids will fight over the built-in bunks. What about you, Katie? Do you think that your boys will fight for the bunks? I think my husband will fight for the bunks. Um, <laughs> I think my boys are going to have to stand out of the way because my husband, you know, has been waiting his whole life to sleep in these bunks. And um, that's a lot longer than my kids have been alive. So, you know, the level of detail is really significant and um, we'll post some pictures on the podcast page, but, you know, they have the details with a place to put your lightsaber and a place, you know, there's buttons and communication devices. There's even a window that gives you a space view. So as you are in your room, you can see the view out in space changing because your star cruiser is traveling through space. So How I think awesome that this is, is going to be really significant and nothing else like it. I mean, it's really something different than we've ever seen. We've seen similar technology, I think, in um, like on the cruise ships um, yeah. with some of the inside staterooms, but I really think that this is going to be really significant and something that, you know, is completely different than anyone's ever experienced before. Oh, I think it's going to be amazing. I'm hoping we're going to see, I mean, we don't know once again, but I'm hoping there's going to be droids kind of hanging out on the ship or alien. I mean, you know, you're going to have different creatures and different things going on. So just everywhere you turn, I mean, I know it sounds like it's a short experience, but you're going to be taking in so much that I think you're going to feel like, okay, I got a lot out of that. So, you know, keep in mind, obviously you're going to have to spend some time on Batu because, well, clearly that's where you're going to go visit because there's things to do there. So, you know, you're going to take a special exclusive transport and you're going to visit the Black Spire outpost and head to Batu because once again, you're really taking everything in. I don't think that this is a time where you want to take your family and head over to Toy Story Land. I think you want to stay immersed in this experience. You know, go another day if you want to ride rock and roller coaster. But when you head over to Batu, do the Rise of Resistance, do the Smuggler's Run. We don't know yet if you're going to be with a group and you have to stay with that group. We're not sure all those details, but you are going to get to go and do all the wonderfully fun things over in Galaxy's Edge as well as a part of the experience. Do we have any idea um, as far as dining goes, Katie, what things might look like? 
So we have limited information as far as dining is concerned, but it's looking like it's going to be kind of an all-inclusive experience with dining, you know, food and drinks and, and um, activities all included in the price. So what we've seen is that they're talking about high-end dining. Um, they're talking about an experience called the Silver Sea Lounge, which will be an opportunity for all ages of people to visit. You mentioned the cantina. There might be, you know, a game or activity that they do play on Batu, or I'm sorry, that they play on some of the other ships um, in the Star Wars universe that would look a little familiar um, that guests can participate in. Um, but really, as far as the details, we don't know. But based on the food that's in Galaxy's Edge with um, the Ronto Roasters and, you know, Docking Bay, I think that we can expect themed food as well um, aboard the ship. And again, you know, it looks like that's going to be all inclusive for the time period that you're visiting. Um, it does also look like there are two different types of rooms that guests can choose from. Um, the the Star Cruiser is going to have three floors, and it looks like each floor is going to have 32 regular rooms that sleep five, like we were talking about, like Jen mentioned, um, and then two captain's cabins. And of course, we don't know anything about the captain's cabins yet, but if you are someone who really wants a VIP experience, <laughs> you'll have an opportunity to experience that on uh, the Halcyon. Yeah, I mean, this is Every room, whether you're in a captain's cabin or you're in a regular room, you know, it's a really exclusive experience. And there's only about 100 rooms total available in this entire, you know, Star Cruiser. So we know people love Star Wars. We know when this opens for booking, it's going to be really quickly filled up. And we know that people are going to really just jump on it and be involved in it. We also aren't crazy. We know it's not going to be cheap. I mean, I don't. We don't have exact prices, Katie, right? We're going to talk about that, but I wouldn't expect this to be, if you're talking, you're fully immersed in the environment. It sounds like dining. You've got your stay. You've got your experiences. You're going over to Galaxy's Edge. I mean, there's a lot of things involved in it. And like we talked about too, you're not going to do this like back to back to back. It's going to be something, in my opinion, you're probably going to do once every few years. You're probably not going to do it every single year. So when you do it, you're going to do it right. And it's probably going to cost a decent amount to be able to enjoy this experience. Um, what have we heard or what are we kind of rumors are circulating. Once again, none of this is set because it's not open yet. So we don't know, but we've heard some speculation on cost. Yeah, I think it's important to also remember that it is the all-inclusive, like I mentioned. So you're going to have, you know, it includes your food. It includes all of your activities. It includes access to Galaxy's Edge, you know, so you're not burning a park ticket that day. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a pretty, uh, you know, hefty price tag, but I do think there are people who will definitely pay it. What we've kind of heard is that they're looking at around 3,300 for, for one person. So that's one person staying alone in the room for the two nights and two to three days. But putting multiple people in a room will, you know, bring that price per person per day down right. um, to something closer to reasonable. Um, so the, the numbers that have been floating around is looking to be just over 7,000 for your family of five for the two days and three nights. And I know that's a lot, but I do think that we have to remember this, this is not your typical stay at all-star movies or Coronado Springs or even the Grand Floridian. You know, this is really something completely different and more online with, you know, what you'd experience on a cruise ship but even more so. Yeah, you know, even more so. I mean, because it's something that you can't do 
anywhere else. Like you said, there's not a lot of places that offer things like this. And it's like 24 seven immersive in the environment. It sounds like it's going to be activities nonstop, things going on. I mean, you are really taken into the Star Wars universe. And I don't know that that's something that you're going to get the opportunity to do somewhere else. So it is steep, but I do think, like you said, it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Maybe you do it once, you know, maybe it's your big one-time thing, or maybe you do it once every five years or whatever it may be. But I think that we also have to keep in mind, Disney's probably not going to have issues filling those hundred rooms. So they're going to fill them and, you know, you've got time. It's not open yet. So if you're interested in it, maybe start, you know, thinking about your big, exciting adventure once all this craziness in the world ends. And if that's what it wants to be, then start saving and get ready for it. But I think that um, it's going to be pretty amazing. And I would really love to experience it myself. I know you want to, I'm sure your boys are super excited, right? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it sometimes and, you know, it's, it's not an, if it's a, when, you know, for us, uh, you know, we're just accepting that it's a premium experience that you can't have anywhere else. I mean, this is kind of the only, the only game in town, if you're looking for something like this, but the anticipation is already building and, um, you know, people will definitely, you know, blow their whole vacation budget to be able to experience this and not even regret it in the least. Listen, I don't know what exactly it's going to look like, but if I can wake up in the morning, head down to breakfast and possibly maybe pass Chewy or R2D2 on my way to breakfast, I'm, I'm thinking that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, once again, these are all speculations in my head. Disney didn't say Chewy's wandering the ship, but man, I hope he is. So I'm excited. I can't wait to visit the Galactic Star Cruiser. Booking will be opening soon. No one can see my air quotes. Nobody knows what soon means, but soon. <laughs> Because word on the street is that it's supposed to open in 2021. Now, keep in mind, that could mean like December 15th, 2021. But 2021 is when they are slated to open it. So as we get more information, we will send it out to everyone as well. You know, Katie and I are going to go experience it when it happens. So I don't know what else to say other than may the force be with you. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm.